0: And i become King George. And I've got all the rights then. And when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then I'll move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do.
1: They're extra-dimensional
0: Much much more difficult. You know, most of them don't assume you're, you're actually going you know, to kill them. Most of them assume it's a rape or something like that. It was like anybody was fair game. It did not matter. Blood is blood. It didn't matter if man, woman, child. At first, they thought it was a pack of savage dogs. But when they looked closer, they knew it was human.
1: We left the curse. We the gates. Fire and death. We <laughs> it Oh, this is not nice. Judgment. <laughs> <Try> me. <to laughs> <try to. laughs> ah, I We let the curse. On her. On her. In future generations. Future generations. <laughs> generation. Welcome, everyone, back to the Evil Examine podcast. I'm here with you, and Mike from Real Judgments, and. Uh, oh, we're gonna be yeah. bringing you some weirdness again.
0: I like it weird. Don't yeah. make it weird.
1: Well, yeah. So I'd say one of these things is weird, and then the other's just like uh, heinous is maybe a good word for it. Mm. But yeah, so if if you don't know already, um, the rest of the team is taking a break for a couple of weeks to get some things in order. Uh, JP, love you, buddy, and uh, can't wait for you to come back and. But in the interim, me and Mike are going to be holding it down for a couple more weeks. And I want to let you guys know uh, that you can head over to www.evilexamine.com to take a look at all of our content and the backlog of episodes. You can also donate there if you're so inclined. If you have any shit to talk to us, you can send it to evilexamine at gmail.com. Do it. Do it. Bring it. Bring it on. We love the interaction. Check us out on social media, too. We always post up uh some pictures usually to go along with the episodes and stuff. And I would also say my Halloween slasher Scary Bastards available on Amazon. If you want some uh super violent trigger warning type shit that'll just send the millennials into fits. You could read this book and it would uh do some fun things for you. You know? And uh you'd be supporting the show by doing that. So check it out, Scary Bastard available on amazon now and then i want to remind you guys we're also going to be staying in the conjuring house Coming soon. uh november friday the 13th we'll be there to bring you some exclusive videos and content and the whole entire kind of history around it so definitely something to look forward to that we're trying to bring you guys something new from an on location thing and uh
0: i think it's gonna be awesome dude it's you know? gonna be awesome absolutely you excited for it i am i am i'm hoping uh Hoping something crazy happens. Not too crazy that like, life is altered, but crazy enough that we're all like, wow, that should really happen. Yeah, like eye-opening, maybe? <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to have my eyes open and my anus open.
0: You know, some slamming doors, some, something passing by that nobody can make out. You know, something. A finger in the ass, whatever, you know? Yeah, whatever. But uh,
1: we'll see what happens, you know? Uh, we'll be sure to report it back to, to you guys. We know you're at the edge of your seat, I wondering am. who will be possessed. I'm just wondering if we can all stand each other for 14 hours in a row.
0: I just want to know if we can order pizza or not. I think we can.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's... I'm pretty sure. I think they let you eat in there. Mm, I think it's going to...
0: Hey, you calling us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't deliver there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? That's pretty funny. Okay. But let's get into today's uh, first topic and the name of this episode. Offspring Annihilator.
0: What does that bring to mind? That sounds like a a song off of the new Offspring album. Okay. Annihilator. I hear that.
1: Or a man who snuffs out his uh, offspring ruthlessly, maybe?
0: Mm. Maybe he's just a baby killer of animals.
1: All right, well, it's possible, but let's find out. Let's get into the story. After Timothy Jones Jr., 37 in balding, found out that his wife, Amber Kaiser, was knocking boots with his 19-year-old neighbor, he divorced her. And due to her whorish ways, Jones was awarded full custody of their five kids. And then from there, things didn't get much better for Timbo. Although the Department of Social Services described the software engineer as, quote, overwhelmed. And unable to maintain a home, since the children appeared to be clean and groomed accordingly, there wasn't much they could do. In August of 2014, Timothy would reach his breaking point inside his South Carolina home when his son, Nathan, six years of age, would break an electrical socket. That's classic, right? Mm-hmm. Breaking the electrical socket. Did you ever fuck, fuck around with an electrical socket?
0: I've, I've broken the, the light shields on the like the globes that go around the light bulbs i've kicked those off on a bunk bed i've had some fall on my back Uh, i've thrown many balls into (laughs) light sockets or electric sockets cracking the covers like it's just you know i was a boy growing up
1: did you get punished when you did that
0: oh of course but not not too bad because i was admitted it was me that did it what
1: was the punishment
0: uh different things you know not not able to play no video games you know shit like that just normal stuff put in your room.
1: Were you ever forced to exercise as a punishment?
0: No. Does that sound weird to you? It sounds very military to me. Well, that's
1: exactly what uh, what Tim did with his kid. He actually forced the boy to exercise uh, to death. Is is what he did. He endured several torturous hours of random calisthenics before expiring. Um, so he, he just worked the kid to death.
0: How fucking crazy is that? I didn't even know you could do that.
1: Me neither. I thought kids had like mad energy and shit. You know, like, and like, but I guess like he just forced them to keep doing calisthenics and it overwhelmed him. And he said, after discovering his son's body... Next, Jones viewed a jailhouse rape scene from a film before taking his oldest daughter to the store to get a pack of smokes.
0: Why do you think he would be looking at a jailhouse rape scene? Right. Probably because that's where he's going to end up and it's probably what he's going to do to her because that's what clearly he's about.
1: While he pondered his future during his walk, his other kids were left alone in the house with the corpse of their sibling. When he returned, he strangled his son, Elias, who was seven years old, and then ran down his daughter, Mara, who was eight years old, and repeated that process. The final few words to leave her wheezing mouth were, I love you, Daddy. He utilized a belt to choke Gabriel, two years old, and Abigail, one year old, claiming his hands were too large to be effective. So the, like these kids' throats were so small that... He couldn't choke them properly, he said. So he used a belt. What a, what a fucking piece of shit, huh? Timothy made a list with, uh, the following day. And the list said, day one, burn up the bodies. Day two, sand down the bones. Day three, MB, and then a smiley face. Dissolve plus discard. What do you think the MB was? Burn sand. MB. Yeah, MB dissolve and discard. Sounds weird, right? Like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. Mixed bones? I don't know. I mean, let's get into this concept here, though. Right? Like, well, not the concept, but this horrible thing that happened. He fucking exercises his son to death accidentally. He's already kind of at a breaking point. With what he's had to deal with in his life, right? Um, but his the first kid dies by accident, right? Alleg- but then he Allegedly. just then. Well, I think that's kind of like what they. I mean, in some ways, it's not an accident anyway. You know, like you shouldn't be if you know your kid. I mean, obviously, you had there had to be a warning sign there that the kid wasn't well. But then you take the walk to the store to get the cigarettes and you just switch to, okay, I'm going to kill them all and just dis- get rid of their... Bo- like How, how could he think that's going to work? The rape scene, the jailhouse rape scene. I mean, who just has that on stash too? It's weird. It's a fucking, this guy's a fucking weirdo, no? Yeah. Jones would go on to wrap up the bodies of his children in garbage bags, and drive around with them for a week before finally burying them in Alabama. When he was pulled over for driving drunk on September 6, 2014, the officers who approached him were knocked back by the smell of death emanating from his vehicle, and they promptly arrested him just, just based off the smell. They knew, they knew it was something bad. Children's clothes, cleaning agents... Blood and maggots were all found in the car's interior. Jones' attorneys fingered his undiagnosed schizophrenia and ex-wife Amber's infidelity as the primary reasons behind the killings. More bullshit, right?
0: I mean, yeah, it could be, but that doesn't mean he doesn't get punished for it.
1: A tape of Jones' phone call while in prison was played for the jury to illustrate during which he said... We blame Amber on this one. So I guess that's like his personalities or something. But that could easily be orchestrated. Like, oh, attorney, you know, make a phone call. Fucking say something on there. We'll use it. If she had been home doing what she was supposed to do instead of bopping the boy next door, none of this happens. That's what he says. In the end, the jury didn't bite and they sentenced the child killer to death. In one of the most telling parts of the trial, the prosecution proceeded. I'm sorry, the prosecution produced one of young Nathan's dolls, Woody, from the well known film Toy Story. It had been torn to shreds by Nathan's evil father as a means to psychologically torture the boy. As the tattered doll was passed around to jurors for viewing, one suddenly shuddered in horror as it spoke out, saying, Boy, am I glad to see you. It was almost as if little Nathan himself had sent them all one final message.
0: What if it said, I got a snake in my boot?
1: But it didn't, Mike. Don't you see? (laughs) We we have to analyze what it did say. Reach for the sky. So tell me, what, um... Tell me, uh... Your thoughts on this story?
0: I don't think he accidentally killed the first one. I just don't. I think, obviously, if he had the rape scene on hand, he knew he was going to get put away. So I think that was the the start of it. Yeah. And I think it causes enough confusion in young ones to be like, oh, he was just working out, and now he's not alive. I can go take a minute to collect myself to go get the rest of them.
1: I mean, that's a lot... What, did he kill five of his kids? It was like five or six or something? And how the fuck do you take care of that many kids and work a job? I don't know. I can't even like register it. Like he was a software engineer, they said. And he's taking care of five, six kids or whatever it was like. And a one and a two year old. How do you do it? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Why did he have that many kids with that woman?
0: Why was she cheating? Five kids with one dude, and then I mean, you clearly cheated. he was. It was
1: more than five, dude. I think that was. It, let me go back just to just because I'm curious.
0: I mean, obviously, sexually he performed. You know, like you got kids, and he's working a decent job. It sounded like, like, aside from being a sicko, I wonder why she cheated.
1: Nathan, the six-year-old; Elias, the seven-year-old; Abigail, the one-year-old; Gabriel, the two-year-old; Mera, the eight-year-old. Okay, maybe yeah. it was five
0: kids. Yeah, it was five. Still a lot, though. I believe And when you have,
1: like, one- and two-year-olds, that's insane, dude. I mean,
0: even eight years old, that's not even, like, you can't even let her, let her take care of anybody. Dude, like she's not even old enough to do that yet.
1: Katie's sister came here with her kid, and he, I think he's 19 months. And holy shit, dude, I had to watch him for 45 minutes. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck people do it, bro. I just, I can't even imagine how you would even work a job and watch a kid.
0: It's exhausting.
1: Like, you know, back in back in the day, it used to kind of be like, you know, you had a parent at the house, that, w- that was their job, kind of, and then the other one worked. Now, in a lot of scenarios, you have two parents, and is that maybe some of the responsibility to his psychotic break? Because clearly, he fucking snapped.
0: And I say exhausted people do go through that, where, you know, if you're sleep-deprived and... Overworked and exhausted that you can have mental lapses, but I never heard of anybody like off five kids because they were sleep deprived and overworked.
1: Oh no, I'm not justifying like him doing it. I'm just wondering if that was like a contributing factor. If you if you were cheated on, you feel like isolated and alone, and then you have all this responsibility and a job. For me, I think he just kinda of snapped it looked- it se- this seems like a snap to me, though. Would you say that's fair? Does it yeah, sound like yeah, a absolutely. snap job? It's a snap, yeah.
0: I, I think for for him blaming it on Amber at the end, I think it's more of he was like sickly in love with that person in some way. And just kept festering the fact that she was cheating. And he was probably wondering how long it went. Or if he knew how long it went, he was probably replaying that. And then I think he just started probably seeing her in the kids. And just just went off, just snapped and went off. I could see that. It's like, yeah, when you when you see that person you
1: hate in the kids too, you know,
0: like mm-hmm.
1: it's probably like opening up the doors to more abuse in his mind. But yeah, I mean, that's it's pretty haunting too. At the end of the trial, when they passed the doll around, I thought that was kind of creepy. You know.
0: I think coincidence.
1: Have you ever... Well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously not a ghost or anything, but it's just, like, ironic. Oh, yeah. You know, the iron, the irony of it. Have you ever been on a jury?
0: Nope. Now I will be. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, because Mike <laughs> from Real Judgments comes right up.
0: <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, All
1: right, well, let's move on to our second story, which we were kind of saying has a tie-in to last week's story, where... We had the case of the mom who was a serial killer and cut her daughter's head off in a horrific fashion. Mm. Uh, and she claimed that she had a, a, a rare uh, kind of disorder that's referred to as Capgras delusion.
0: Yeah, bullshit delusion. You're right. You got it. Nailed it.
1: So you think that it's complete bullshit, this whole imposter thing?
0: For the, yeah. lis- for the listeners,
1: let, let's walk the listeners through real quick. So that they understand before we kind of get into the conversation. But For sure. Picture waking up one morning, greeted by your partner. Except to you, it's not your partner at all. The person looks, talks, and acts exactly like they would normally. But deep down, you know they're an imposter. The next day, the frightening doppelganger slips out of your partner and into your child now. And then into your dog the next day. So, this is what someone looking uh someone that is affected by Capgras delusion would be feeling. So, Capgras delusion is a mental disorder which was coined by Joseph Capgras in 1923. The afflicted party has delusions that mirror image imposters have replaced their friends, loved ones, and in some cases their pets. Aside from the delusions, their mental capacity it's usually otherwise normal. So you're saying you don't even think that this is po- a possibility.
0: I think it's a possibility that they believe it. Yeah, I don't. It's just I think it's unfathomable as a realistic thing. But it, I think, yeah, I mean, you could look at somebody and be like, oh, you're completely different today. I believe somebody could believe that.
1: Well, but you don't like you've never looked at someone and been like, oh, man, they look like they're possessed by something.
0: Possessed. Yeah, people can look possessed. But right, I don't, I don't believe it's like a doppelganger jumping from body to body or, but you believe a, a demon component. of
1: some sorts possessed them, it's just as ridiculous.
0: No, it's not, it is, it's not that a doppelganger came and took over somebody's body or replaced them altogether. That's crazy talk. Why, what do you mean? Why, what would they do with the real body? And the lady in the other story last week. Said she thought if she killed the but fucking saying, fake that the real ones would be resurrected. Like, that's not even fathomable.
1: But true or false, you, you've never seen either? Neither A doppelganger what. nor a demon, right?
0: No. I have Yet not. you have
1: a preference to believe in the demon but not the doppelganger. Right. Why?
0: Uh, negative energy, demonic. I believe people can feed into that. I don't think there's some entity jumping in bodies. I think it's more of an energy thing. Like, I don't believe in demons in the the form of, like, biblical, like, a demons coming from hell. I think it's more of a manifestation of negative energy. So you don't think it's, like,
1: an entity that can, like, have its own thoughts and its own motivations and Mm. propel someone? You think it's just... I think so Cause, cause I think everybody's
0: capable of like bad thoughts and I think if enough negative energy manifested in that person it would be that person's worst thoughts just on fucking speed dial
1: So you, so really you don't believe in the demons then That's uh, just that's just a person's inner demons is what you're talking about
0: But it's still a demon No, not really. Inner demons are still demons. It's
1: But I mean like I'm talking about possession. So possession is when another force takes
0: over you, an outside force, right? Yeah, I believe it's outside negative energy. Like, You're I don't talking don't think about an
1: inside force.
0: No, no, no. I'm believing like uh, if I went somewhere and I had... I don't want to say this shit out loud. Just so if I went it. somewhere and there was an attachment and that negative energy that was attached to something was like, oh, I like that host better. That outside negative energy would host me. But allow my crooked ass nasty thoughts to come to the forefront and let the worst version of myself be... Who I now am at that moment. So because I saying, have that negative attachment. You're saying attachment. we go
1: to the Conjuring house and something attaches, something that was attached to somebody else that was there clings on to you. So that's an an outside force, an outside demon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Just not in the, the movie sense of like a slimy demon from hell just came up through the floorboards. Yeah, yeah. I think not like... like it's not like... But, but
1: you understand that like that's crazy sounding too right like that's that's an extraordinary otherworldly thing oh absolutely just as otherworldly <clears throat> as a doppelganger
0: eh, i guess you don't think so i just think the doppelganger thing sounds crazy to me because it just does i don't know it doesn't sit with me it sounds like i don't know fabricated
1: but, okay, so does the the reality-based concept of it, like it actually being real? Because this is not stating that it's real. This is saying stating it's a psychological disorder within the person, which causes them to believe this.
0: That part I can get behind. Yeah. That, that they're mentally altered. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that, do I think the people that they're looking at are changed? Not at all.
1: Because there's all kinds of people that think crazy things in different ways. You know what I mean? Like... This, to me, isn't that far-fetched as far as the mental aspect of it. Like, the lady last week that we were talking about, Villa Villanueva, that cut her kid's head off, I di- it, didn't, it didn't sound like, like, okay.
0: If well, they it, said psychologically she showed no prior, like, effects of what it would normally be.
1: Right, the paramedics said that. And also, if that was the case, and you believe they were all imposters, when you called 911 and talked to 911, you would have said, well, they were all imposters. That's why they had to be killed. She didn't. She said it was because her kid asked her for cereal when Mm. she asked her why you killed her. So to me, in her situation, and if you want to hear the full details, listen to last week, she cooked, they, her and her attorney cooked up this defense as a means to uh, slide her out of uh, prosecution on this. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, that, that, that phone conversation evidence, to me, makes that the only logical conclusion. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. You think you're on board with that?
0: Yeah. Like I said, she would, like, they said she was known no prior behavior to it. So, do I believe it's cooked up? Absolutely.
1: Also, if you were fucking compelled enough to kill your daughter and cut her head off, and then someone asks you why you did it. You would tell them that that's the reason if you were truly believing that, right? Yeah. Because everyone should know. Yeah. There's a doppelganger. But you say it's because she asked for cereal. Makes no fucking sense. So it's just a defense in that case. But let's move on to a different case. Let's take the strange case of Niles Stapleton, 32 years old. Uh, The Irishman, whom doctors had already diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So he discontinued the use of his medication because he was certain that the government was involved in a complex plot with drug organizations to profit off the addiction of citizens. That's not a conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, would you say?
0: No, we're into treating, not curing. It's a well-known fact for America.
1: Yeah, talk about that for a second.
0: Uh, Yeah, treating, not curing, because it's a business. Big pharma, it's it's definitely a business. And think about it. If everybody that had uh, some type of ailment that was labeled chronic could be cured, they would only have a one-time dose that's paid for, as opposed to a lifetime treatment for whatever's quote-unquote chronic. Because I don't believe everything that they say is chronic is chronic
1: no and i think on top of that we have a lot of um, invented disorders you know oh, what i absolutely.
0: mean
1: just like things that aren't even real issues you know what i mean like like nowadays um if someone's grieving for example we might put them on drugs you know i, I don't think that's necessarily the healthiest thing you know grieving's a natural thing
0: No, like I always, I tell anybody going through anything, it's okay to feel it, man. Experience it, go through it, digest it, and try to move on from it or live with it. You don't necessarily need to be feeling happy every fucking moment of your life. That's not how life is. Life is, you know, it's a trial and tribulations of everyone that lives a life. That's what you go through. Right. And it's like,
1: if we didn't have the down times, the good times wouldn't stand out, you know? Like, that's kind of the whole point of life i think it like like we were talking about like a couple of weeks ago if we knew everything hmm. life's boring right like what's the fucking point we know everything
0: you think that's what life is like on antidepressants like you just like hey everything's all right everything's good and then when the worst shit happens you're like hey everything's good everything's fine like Yet, you don't get to feel the peaks and valleys of what life is
1: well i think antidepressants don't Aren't, aren't a solution. Like, there, I don't know anyone that takes antidepressants and says, Yeah, they solved everything. <laughs> no, they give you other horrible side effects, usually, and they have a, another effect on you. Like, I've known people that have been on antidepressants their whole lives and they wish that they had never fucking gone on them and that they just worked through things naturally, but they're, it took their bodies years and years to recover. From that shit dude, like all different all the different effects
0: and well think about all the serotonin and different chemicals in your brain that tell you you're you're tired you're happy you're sad you know they, it dictates how you're supposed to feel given the current balance your body's in and you're gonna take an antidepressant that might boost one of those chemicals that's like, oh you know what I can I can just stay awake now now I don't really need sleep because I have this excessive amount of fucking I don't know." Serotonin is the one I'll say serotonin So you're like up up Or you got more endorphins Than you normally have So now you're not sleeping So now you're taking an upper And then you're taking a sleeping pill
1: It becomes a balancing
0: act Right And like
1: You'll have someone who Takes a Like takes one And then they need to take Other medications To balance the side effects Of that one And before you know it You're on three fucking pills And you're feeling strange You know what I mean But But this is what we call Normal now you know, like, but is it better than just dealing with it up front? For some people, maybe not, you know, but I think, I think we definitely had a push in the nineties, um, where parents were bringing their kids to psychologists and they didn't know any better. They, that's a doctor, right? Um, or I don't know if it's psychiatrist or psychologist. one of them can prescribe, but either way, they're getting prescribed these drugs. Because their kid might be a little hyperactive, you know, maybe that's just a fucking normal teenage boy or, you know, kid hitting puberty or something, you know, like it's, it's usually normal. But in the nineties, I feel like there was a fucking push dude, you know, and maybe the guy in this story is a result of something like that. He's a, you know, he was 32 in, in this fucking in this story which takes place around 2012 so
0: it's relatively current
1: you know i don't know i got a lot of beef with the pharmaceutical we'll have to fucking do an episode on that <laughs> at some point cuz there's there's a lot of problems there you know oh yeah absolutely i got big problems when people go to fucking prison for years for selling weed but then you have this shit being pumped out by and and doctors Fucking convincing people to take certain things—it's it's it's fucking disgusting. Some of it, not that they're all bad. I'm not saying that all doctors are bad, but I'm saying like you should never be incentivized to give Mm. medication. True. That should be that should not be a thing. If you if you fucking you know you've taken the oath, but let's get back to our story. Uh, so yeah, now Stapleton, the Irishman, right? So on May twenty fourth. Twenty twelve, he was out at a barbecue with his family where he made multiple bizarre statements. He was paranoid that his sister's boyfriend was dumping liquid LSD into his beer, and also shared how he believed to be forcefully held captive. He believed he would be forcefully held captive if he went to visit his barber. I mean, the LSD and the beer thing sounds awesome.
0: The barber (laughs) thing, not so much.
1: Is that fair? What's your take on this?
0: My thing is is he's already admitted going off of schizophrenic meds, and that should be reason enough to believe that's why he's done whatever he's about to do horrific, because that's why he's on the podcast. (laughs) But they want to add in this disorder of this doppelganger, but he's already talking about paranoia, paranoia. Different um, conspiracy theories Like obviously his brain is already working In a very dark manner Yeah he's speaking on conspiracy
1: Which kind of ties into this doppelganger thing
0: Right? The doppelganger thing feels like a conspiracy thing Mm, I don't think so
1: Of, Of course it's a conspiracy thing Oh the doppelganger They're conspiring to take over my family That's exactly what it is Why don't you think so?
0: I just think it's another, I don't know, bullshit thing to add in to make people believe there's another disorder that they can treat.
1: Well, I don't know, because it's coming straight from his mouth. You know, this is not like... And like, this is a real thing that was coined in the 20s. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's not like it doesn't have history. It's over, almost over 100 years old now. True. But still, that's an opinion. That's one take, but... The following day at about 1:20 p.m., he noticed a silhouette of his mother, um, Siloban, yeah, Siloban Stapleton, 51 years old, washing laundry in the garage, and, and he was convinced something dark had shifted into her. And this is his quote: "I picked up the spade. I thought I'd better deal with this." Niall said. He believed by murdering the the darkness. ...that had bled inside of her... ...that his mother's evil doppelganger... ...would be purged of her body. No? Hallucination. After brutally bashing in her head... ...multiple times with the handle of the shovel... ...he soon realized... ...that it wasn't the imposter that he'd killed... ...that it was his actual mother. Nile was arrested shortly after... uh, Shortly after serving as the pallbearer... ...at his mother's funeral and promptly confess that he was responsible. So he confessed. Does that tell anything to you?
0: No, not really. I mean, obviously he had a schizophrenic fucking maniac moment and had a moment of fucking lucid clarity. So
1: at his trial, the jury deliberated, and all came to agree that at the precise moment when Niall bludgeoned his mother's skull to mush, that he truly believed that he was attacking an impostor shockingly Niles was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity
0: did he get put away
1: uh, i think he, yeah he went to an asylum but he didn't get like jail time right.
0: that's that's acceptable yeah treatment cuz it's okay so- like
1: to me this one sounds like this is what he believed and he confessed to that you know what i mean it's not like He was being deceptive
0: or... Well, I mean, they didn't try to pin any other motive on why he would want to kill his mom. There's nothing in this story, right, about that? No. So...
1: And he was already acting mad bizarre. Like, the shit at the barbecue is super weird. I mean, who thinks their barber is going to hold him captive, you know? It doesn't make any sense.
0: No. So I think he was out of his brain, but... Yeah, I think that's the best bet for him is an asylum and treat them find out if they can uh find a way to fix that schizophrenia stuff i don't i still don't believe in the doppelganger thing i do believe they believe in it but i don't think there's like that it, it's so far-fetched you believe that they believe that right yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i believe they perceive it that way but i'm like if they could get a normal thought in, i think they could see how far-fetched that would be yeah especially it, if you're just a normal small family that has nothing to do with anything like why would they want to infiltrate your family right well, but dude, I've,
1: have you ever met like super paranoid people?
0: Um, Slightly paranoid, but not like not like some tinfoil hat wearing RV out in the fucking woods somewhere. Not like that. Like, I mean,
1: like you said, <clears throat> it's a normal family. Like, I've known people that are like, oh, they're listening to my phone calls. What's that car parked outside? Like, it's just a car parked on the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it is, dude. You know, but like that stuff, who's calling? Like, did you hear that? Like when we're on the phone, you heard that click? What mm. is that? That's a, You know what I mean? Like that, they jump to that, you know, that's what they believe right off the bat. Bef- you know, like it's already Be- in their it's mind. It's
0: our normal logic.
1: Yeah, it
0: does. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't believe you got like no jail time for it though. Well, he, he I believe
1: he was insane, you know? I don't think he killed his mom, like, willingly. You know, like, I think he truly, like, lost his fucking mind. What do you think? You think he deserved jail time?
0: No, like I said, the asylum is okay, as long as they're going to keep him there, like, indefinitely and try to treat him for schizophrenia and, I don't know, doppelganger syndrome sounds far-fetched for me.
1: That's bizarre, right? <laughs> it doesn't, it's like
0: To me, it doesn't seem like they should single that out away from schizophrenia. It should be like a part of schizophrenia. No,
1: that's a, like a separate thing, I think, you know? Like, it's very specific. I mean, I think elements of that, like the, the paranoia in schizophrenia, you know? Like, that kind of ties in. But this is pretty specific to think that someone jumped into their bodies, you know? Or something jumped into their body is there
0: anybody that was like this that didn't have other ailments mentally
1: I'm sorry, what was the question
0: was there anybody else that like had just this doppelganger thought process without having some other type of mental issue
1: i don't know i think I think all the uh ones that i've seen it's it's a very rare disorder it's not like something that you can like readily find but i had I ended up stumbling over it a couple times in my research and it usually seems like there's other mental issues at play. For sure. But that's the thing. Mental issues are all fucking... That's a whole game, you know? Like, there's no actual, like, hard scientific data behind mental issues for the most part. It's very hard to prove a mental issue, you know what I mean?
0: Behavioral, that's it.
1: Exactly. So you, you can say, like, oh, this behavior is derived from this disorder, and I think you know, some of them are clearer than others, but it's a lot of opinion there. You know? Like, there's a lot of opinion built into that stuff.
0: Yeah. It's not like you can say, okay,
1: this is the fucking fingerprint that was on the doorknob. Mm -hmm. No. You can say, well, they did these eight things and, well, these three are a result of this and because of these other two, it's, you know, and then we add these two together and that makes this disorder. You know what I mean? Like, it seems very opinion-based to me whenever I... I look at that stuff, heavy theory. And it's like, dude, a lot of times people's lives are riding on that in a courtroom, which is crazy. It's just opinions. Even actually, even with the physical evidence, well, it's a lot of times it's it's less scientific than you would think. And you have the defense opinion and the prosecution opinion. But But that's what we got for you this week, guys. The Orphan Annihilator. And then, as promised, we followed up on uh, Capgras Delusion, which, yeah, let us know if you think it's a real thing or, if, or if, you know, if you've heard any other stories of it. You can hit us up at evilexamine at gmail.com uh, or head over to www.evilexamined.com to check out all of our content. And what, Mike? We'll be back next week? Sounds good to me. All right. Until next week, we'll talk to you soon. beings that
0: uh, they, they are not what they claim to be. In your life with are thinking that they don't lay down the tears and agony. Living, you're looking at death it's that only looks to uh, Living is much, much more difficult. You know, most of them don't assume you're, you're actually going to, to kill them. Most of them assume it's a rape or something like that. Was like anybody was fair game. It did not matter. Blood is blood. Man, man, woman, child. At first, they thought it was a pack of savage dogs, but when they looked closer, they knew it was humans. We left the curse. Say it! We left the curse. The fire and death. It. Oh, this is not nice. We
1: left the curse! On her? On her! future generations future generations future generation. Generation. Generation.